so it's not really worth much. <laughs> that's funny. I totally forgot. Yeah, you got your PhD, didn't you? Yeah. That's funny. Then you started a business, you know? Who does that? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's good to talk to you, man. I've been uh, enjoying uh, our competitive uh, Fitbit challenges. Uh, yeah, it's fun to uh, it's fun to have someone to to uh, compete against. Yeah, it doesn't change my habits very much, but at least it reminds me that I'm <laughs> yeah. what I'm doing. You've got an advantage though, because Fitbit does not track when you push a push chair. Fitbit doesn't give you your steps. When you so, push a push chair, really? Like a yeah, it's, it's like a, I feel really ripped off. You know, I'm walking around the whole day pushing my daughter around in, in a push chair. And I'm not getting the credit, you know. It's outrageous. <laughs> well, that's not fair at all. No, I, no. I had no idea. Um, how? Yeah. Where are you guys at now? Are you guys still in the UK? Yeah, we're in the UK. Yeah, we've um, we've decided to stick around here and um, give uh, my our daughter a bit of um, stability. Yeah, and we just figure that that's probably what she needs, really. So. It, was, it wouldn't be our first choice if it was just up to Hannah and me, but um, I think it's important to, to do what's best for her. And so, yeah, that's the plan, at least for at least for the next couple of years and see how it goes. That makes sense, man. That's that's really interesting. Uh, do you still have family there too, though? Like, is that does that help at all? Like, I'm, I'm always curious. When, uh... We do. We both have family here, but we're not close to our family. So that doesn't that's not really a factor that um, played into uh, the decision to, to be here. It's more just that it's very easy for us to get things here to to navigate you know shopping and health and everything else that needs to get done um especially for her so it's um it's just an easy place to be really yeah and you're still in like the the brighton area so yeah yeah it's pretty cool yeah i, yeah. I need to get back to because i got family in crawley but apparently um I don't know. My 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 family there that's older, they're just kind of too old and cranky to see anybody. And then uh, <laughs> and then my my cousin just works all the time, man. He makes movies and he works out of London and so I just I don't uh it's just been been hard to to do that and not with the farm too. It's hard to get away. So Yeah. It's been an interesting transition and last time uh, we talked I was about to really kind of start on this business um with the farming and and really trying to get that dialed in and now like that's it's it's taken off for me so it's it's um i mean it's not like it's taken off like i've put a lot of work into it but it's mainly just focusing on relationships man like applying you know what i what i learned in sales and just trying to apply it to you know the farming business is i mean it, it it's helped me out a lot just because i don't i don't market at all it's all like i just kind of do it old school it's just re relationships and referrals like knowing that all these chefs know each other so it's been it's been pretty good. I just, uh, you know, wanted to, you know, I always, always like kind of go back to, you know, stuff that you, you said on your show and just from when I used to listen to your show all the time. And like the, um, the biggest thing, man, that I, I feel like I struggle with is like having like a vision that ties everything together. Um, and, I, mm. and I, and I figured you'd be a good person to talk to about that stuff, Jake. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a, a really interesting topic and it's one that, I also think about too. So, um, yeah, tell me more about what, what your thoughts are about the whole question of having a vision that ties it all together. Well, because the, the biggest thing is because I've, I've done so many different, like I, like I used to promote the comedy shows and then, um, you know, and, 
and it was just uh, it wasn't a business I could fall back on. So we had uh, you know we had invested in a club in in Toronto with my buddy, and uh, now there's like three of them, and that's going well. And it's like I'm not getting any you know dividends or anything from it yet. But it was something an idea that was just like hey you know once you get this rolling get us back and it was kind of a way out of the business but to stay in it and um so that's that's going well and then like the the farming around here is going well and i still have like connections to stand-up comedy and it's still like uh i don't want to totally close that door but it's also i have to figure out a way to to have like the podcast the farm and you know the comedy business kind of all be in line or or like Mm -hmm. even like trying with with real estate how can i how can i get this all going in one direction or feeling like it's going in a similar direction. So instead of me, whenever I go to, to focus on one thing, it's not like I'm going in a totally different direction. And that's what I kind of feel like. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, Cause it's, 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 you know, the idea of like, you know, focusing on the one thing I think is it's important. And I, but I think also like if you have multiple irons in the fire and they're all kind of doing well, and they all not all of them require most of your time. It's like how do you how do you how can you how can you kind of bundle them all into to one thing? And and I felt like and the only reason why I thought of this was like, well, I just need to have a vision that kind of ties it all together. And then if I can just focus on that vision, then everything else is kind of gonna fall into place. Those are my thoughts. Right. And so you've got so the multiple things that you're talking about are you you're you're running a farm. Yeah, you've got um, a stake in a comedy club business that now has three outlets. Yeah, is that right. Yeah, and, and in Canada. And what was and there, right? And there was a third thing too. What was the, the third, third thing? Third thing is like I'm trying to learn to invest in real estate, and I think like I'm going to these meetings and I'm getting a lot of education and um, like there's certain things. So like what we started looking into was notes. So it's like investing in the. It's like the the paper side of the business. So ultimately, there's a lot of money that people have in their um, uh, self directed Roth IRAs, and so there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of opportunity if you if you have deals to to invest with people and to you know to actually get a pretty decent education from as uh, one guy said all the bald head gray hairs that you can find in the meetings. So guys that have been around for a long time that are or towards kind of the end in their real estate investing careers, and now they go from kind of when when you're an ender, as they call it, you become a lender. So it's mainly you know they they just have their money working for them. Um, so you know, getting to a point to where I have an education, I could be savvy enough to have those deals. I think is kind of where I'm in, in this in between. So I go to these um, real estate investor association meetings, and uh, just have, I've kind of been learning. And there's things that I can do just with my skill set, whether it's just calling. You know, I I get on the phone and I can call a bunch of banks to try to get lists of their uh, non, um, non-performing non assets. So it's just basically loans that aren't really performing, and then we can potentially right. get them at a discounted rate. So um, my whole thing was what I was doing was uh, in the wintertime, and we got pretty close to a couple deals, was I would just uh, just make calls. Like it's, it's nothing for me for a few hours a day to make some calls. Um, so, yeah, so just kind of getting all that, like uh, – having a having something that ties ties all those things together so i've kind of come up with like a a loose idea of um let's say i ever did move my farm business out of my house like if if i was going to do 
if I was going to bump it up and, and get like a bigger space, I've kind of felt like if I could, uh, man, if I could have like a, a, a like basically like a, a one building that kind of encompasses a lot of different businesses, seems like it's like the multi functional buildings seem to be like the kind of the way of the future i think even if it's like even if let's say i just own the building and i partner up with other people um it'd be a lot easier to do like have like a local stand-up thing here have an office so but i mean that's just kind of like an idea of like a vision ultimately like at the you know the end of the road maybe in like 10 years or something this is where i'm at and i and i think like i really have to figure out what what my life looks like like get an idea of it for 10 years to to really kind of keep going in this direction and keep making gains the way I, I, I kind of have, like going from corporate America but to now making less money but having like a viable business that is paying for itself and also paying for my bills. Um, and, and I think I did that because that was just kind of obsessed with not working in corporate America anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get to work on this farming business and then I got creative with, how I, I made my business work with either, you know, getting pretty much creating a note and using my, my, my fan, like basically creating an opportunity for my grandfather to make some money. So we, we basically, he bought the house and then I, I was just paying him a mortgage on it. And so I, I technically had the deed and he was just, it was just basically my family was my bank and it was a way for me to get a low interest rate on my home and also help, you know, a family member make some money. So it's, it's just like I've I've managed to be able to leverage this creativity to kind of take myself and going in in this direction. Um, so I think it's it's to kind of be able to stay kind of in that 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 phase one area. Like it's in that this is sorry I don't know if any of this is making sense, Jake. From just talking a lot, so um, <laughs> I'm just there's obviously a lot going on like in yeah. terms of you're thinking about where you yeah. where you're going and so forth. So. Yeah. How how do you if you if you t- were to condense all of that into what the challenge is that you're facing right now? What is the challenge? Um, I think the challenge is just staying, making sure that I'm I'm when I when I'm distributing my time amongst things, making sure that I'm you know doing it properly, like making sure that you know I, I'm giving my time to to what where it's deserved most first, and then just kind of prioritizing Mm. um because i think it's it's you know it's important to have that balance so you don't get you don't drive yourself crazy am i wrong yeah i mean this is a it's an interesting situation that you're talking about because you've got three different interests or work type projects that you're kind of involved with and i get that you're saying you're not really sure like i get from what you're saying that it sounds like you're not really sure whether you should be putting more effort into one of them and less into another, or whether it makes any sense to be doing all three of them at the same time, or you know how to to combine them all in a way that is going somewhere rather than just sort of treading water. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Because I felt yeah. like with with the podcast, especially, it's it's. Um, I feel like using my podcast is kind of the way to tie everything together. But then it's like I've I've gone. I mean, I've been doing this for six years. So it's hard mm-hmm. to always stay focused on it. Like I know, um, you know, you've you've had your show for a while too, and but it's and but I kind of feel like your show is kind of your what ties everything your life together. Like it kind of helps you stay on like 
you know, f- being f- finding freedom in the unfree world constantly, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's where I'm exploring the topics that I'm thinking through in order to do that, for sure. I think my experience is different from yours in the sense that I've never really been somebody who's done like multiple big projects at the same time work-wise. I I did, I mean, when I was doing my PhD, I was also, um, I did, was involved in a couple of startups and then I became a consultant um, out of the university and did some consulting work and then I got more involved in the business that was being run out of the university and then I left after I finished my PhD and started my own business. And then when I did my business, it was just, that was it. That was my focus completely. And there's, I mean, I think there's a big advantage to that in the sense that at least you know what you're thinking about. You know what I mean? It's like when you got one big project, this is it. And you're just kind of going for it. And if you have multiple businesses, then then you've got that challenge of like, well, should you be investing your time really in focusing on the farm or should you be doing more real estate uh, or getting more involved in this real estate that you're interested in doing or should you get back involved in the clubs and so forth? So I think it's a different challenge for you and the one that in a way I, I just avoided because I just did one thing until I was like I, I was completely 100% committed and I was working and thinking about one business all the time for nearly 10 years and the last few years of that, I just got quite quickly got to the point where once we, there was an opportunity to sell it, I just wanted out. You know, once I knew that I could sell and move on, I just wanted to get out. So I went from like a hundred percent commitment to very, very rapid drop off in commitment to getting out as fast as I possibly could. And then that was my mission as well was to, to engineer that and work, make sure that that would, I could do that in a way that was sensible and so forth. Um, so it sounds like you're not really in a position where you're, thinking like, I want to get out of any one of these businesses. I mean, are you sick of any of these or are you really interested in all three of them? Yeah. It's like, um, the reasons why I got involved in all three have have all changed, but I don't really have any reasons to get out. Like I, like ultimately the, the farm requires the most amount of my attention. Um, and a lot of it is, um, you know, it's, it's simple stuff. I mean, it's not, it's, it's mainly, making sure you know the checks are coming in because we're we're still we're still investing in in infrastructure and we're still making changes around here just to make things more efficient so you know for me i kind of see it as it's kind of like this idea that you know turn my business within kind of three years turn it into something that's uh it it, you know it's an income it's it produces income for me and then at the same time, like it, it you know, it's a business kind of lines up with my values, but it, it also can can just be something that you know I I I don't have to do the work on the business that I don't like to do. Um, but at the same time, it, it, I kind of just realized, well, I, I need to I do need to spend more time in this business because I need to make sure that you know I can do every aspect of it just as good as you know my farm manager can or or good enough. Um, and so that's, I, I, I have shifted and spent more time on that. The, the comedy clubs don't really, like, there's not much for me to really do. It's something that I'm a part of. And it's, it's when I, when I go back to like, when we go to shows in Canada or something, it's cool to be there and help out a little bit, but I don't really do much. And that's something that, you know, and another guy primarily runs, but it, it would be nice to, to maybe have like something here to do again. Like when we used to do shows here, but it, 
ultimately if you're there you, you can only make money if you're if you're selling alcohol so it's it's kind of when i look at that it's something okay well this is something that could be maybe an add-on or something later um that i can tie in and then the the real estate aspect it's i feel like i'm just doing it to learn and it's it's interesting but at the same time um it's 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 something when i think of well i need to have something for long term because i can't i'm i'm not going to be farming the rest of my life i'm not going to be able to do this the rest of my life so i have to really start thinking about the future passively so that's kind of i think right. it's kind of like i'm 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 trying to figure out like i i think i'm figuring out that the comedy is something that would need to be tied back into kind of the farm business if maybe it's like if i did move my farm to a warehouse and then convert the warehouse over it, it's something that could potentially be a part of this warehouse um have that in the space and maybe partner up with a brewery or something. So that's kind of like a, a bigger picture, longer idea, um, you know, to of how, okay, how, how can I take this business and use the farm to, to change the community and to, to maybe create, create a environment that maybe doesn't exist in my city yet. And that, that's kind of, that was kind of the ideas of where, how it's kind of shaping my vision of, of where I'm going. But it, man, just sometimes I don't, I don't always feel like, uh, I mean, I, I think the big topic you and I had the last time we talked was how your, your fear of failure was such a huge drive. Um, yeah. and, and, and I think, so that's, it's kind of what my fear of failure is, is going at because it's like, you know, to really have this business, um, be an income stream, <laughs> like it's going to need to, to leave my house eventually because I can't just have people showing up where I sleep to come and go to work you know what i mean so it's the advantage of me running this business out of my home is great right now but then eventually i feel like it's going to have to be run outside of my home or somewhere else and not sure if what that looks like so so i i think it's just having different ideas and maybe it's like just my kind of like my dream is let's have this multi-faceted facility that is like a farm a comedy club and a place for people to eat and hang out or something like that. Maybe have some other stuff too. Um, but I just, uh, I, it's, it's not something that I, I feel like would be happening immediately. It's something that would be, you know, five, six years in the future. Yeah. Well, I think what I was reflecting on while you were talking about this was that you, you said that you had this purpose before, which was to get out of, being an employee and being involved yeah. in the kind of that that kind of employee mentality lifestyle, right? Yeah. So that's where you got. That's what got you to this place that you're at now, which is that you're running a farm. You have some interest in a business, in a comedy business. You're also looking at other income opportunities for the future and so forth. So it seems like okay. Well, that was the goal was to get out of being an employee and mission accomplished, right? I mean, you're not, so yeah. you've, you've done that, right? Yeah. So I guess the question is, okay, well, that's that in a way that is a clear and tangible goal that you had of where you wanted to be in life. And now you've done that, but you've done that. And so what's, you know, what's next? What is, yeah. like, what is, what's the point? What are you trying to do with this? And that's not to say that there's anything wrong with, just having stuff that you enjoy doing. And if you enjoy doing all these three things, then that could be it. It could just be like, great, I've done it. I'm out of the rat race. I'm no longer an employee. I'm doing my own thing. And uh, it's up to me how this farm runs. And uh, that's great. And as long as you make enough to, to get by and everything, then not that you necessarily have to be wanting to change stuff. But I guess my question is, 
okay, well, what is it that you're trying to get to now? What's the what's the goal in life in your uh, taking? Forget these three particular businesses. Yeah. But what exactly are you trying to do? What what do you, where do you want to go? And I'm talking, you know, uh, in the next let's say five or ten years. Where, where do you want to be? Yeah, that's uh, man. That's uh, it's a it's a it's a heavy question. I've been thinking a lot about Jake. Right. Thanks for thanks for letting me hash it out with you. By the way, I mean I figured <laughs> we, we challenge each other in Fitbit, so it's uh, but you know um, I you know that's what I'm trying to think. It's it's you know now that I own land and then I'm in this community. And like my business has, has been, you know, making positive changes to the community that I live in. Um, you know, it, it's I, it's something that I kind of a huge part of me just wants to be kind of a ghost in the machine and travel and be able to have have money coming in and not have to be around necessarily um, and kind of live like a you know, a, a similar lifestyle before you had a, you had a, you, you and Hannah had your baby or had your daughter. Like you, you guys would travel all the time. You could, you could make money from wherever you were. And there's a lot of freedom to that, but then it's also, you know, I think that sounds really fun, but then at the same time, it's like, well, you know, I might want to have a family as well soon. I mean, I, there's not, there's not, you know, as, as, as a man, you know, the, we don't have as many biological factors that are, are pushing us as quickly to, to start a family. But I think there's there's still I, I feel like there's a sense of I feel like I have a sense of responsibility in my community now. Like I feel like there's a kind of greater sense of, you know, this is where I live. Or this is where I own land. I have vested interest in this community. So I need to make sure I'm, I'm doing my best to make a difference in it, whether it be um, through just picking up, cleaning up the alleys that are in between, it, you know, the two like this mile and a half radius around my, my neighborhood um, or, or other things like that. And so like, for me, it's always, I think like what, what I'm always trying to look at is how can I, you know, use business to, to improve my community. Um, so that I don't really know what's next, but I think that's, that's kind of what's pulling me and guiding me right now is what, what could I do to make this community better? Like how could, how could a business that I have serve this community, if that makes sense? Yeah, it does. I think what I get from what you're saying, like you would quite like to have a family, but you're also thinking about getting more involved in your community and, and so forth. And so um, those are all like from just speaking from an outside perspective, I can totally see how you could use those to give yourself a sense of purpose, a sense of, of movement in, in your in terms of how you align other things that you're doing. I always find it um, helpful for myself to just be really intensely involved in one thing. Because I find, like, as I was talking about before with my business, I find that yeah. to be really a helpful way of, I mean, life feels more intense to me like that too anyway, because it's like, okay, this is what I'm doing now. I mean, I'm very involved in being a parent now. That's like a, a really, I mean, in a way that's become the overarching deciding factor in all the other decisions like we were talking about. Like the, the fact that it is that we're here now in the UK basically because uh, we're parents and it's the, it's the thing that motivates the decisions that I'm making in terms of structuring everything else. 
and that includes financial decisions about how much we can afford to spend on on different things and it includes where we're based and it includes me deciding about well what do i want to do with my podcast and my plans for other projects for myself i'm i'm sort of in my in the back of my mind i know that it's within the context that this is my big project for the next years of my life is this is what sort of what takes priority and so i think all of the things that you talk about is great I personally find it helpful to just really go for something and then for that to be the defining thing. And it almost doesn't matter what it is. It could be that you decide, right, I am going to get totally 100% involved in this community now. I'm going to start some stuff to really throw myself into it. Or it could be, right, I am really interested now in the next stage of my life in terms of having a family. I'm going to get really involved in uh, finding somebody to have a relationship with or really, you know, pushing the relationship now that I'm in to see how that's going or whatever it is, right? I mean, I, I find it helpful just to throw myself at stuff because in a way that gives me a, um, an answer faster <laughs> about, you know, what a, whether or not, because you'll know pretty soon whatever it is, if you really throw, the more enthusiasm and passion that you throw yourself at something, the faster you find out whether or not, oh, okay, hang on a minute, <laughs> I'm not that interested in this after all, you know what I mean? Absolutely. No, that, that makes perfect sense. I think, I mean, so... I think like the biggest thing is, you know, my biggest focus now is on, it is on the farm. I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's where I spend most of my, that's most of my time thinking with, with business and how, how can I expand it? What do I need to do? What, you know, how many, you know, just, I, I think about that the most and then, but how, how do I take this farm and, and, and through the, through farming and through that business, how do I, focus on community or how is this going to, and kind of an immersion, you know, be the farm. Like I am like, you know, people are getting to know me around town as like the, an urban farmer. So when I'm immersed myself within this, from that, I guess from that perspective is, uh, I don't know if this is making sense, but like focus, focus my, my energy on the farm mainly and then i think then through the through farming in the context i'm making then it's you know then i could i could possibly expand with the community sort of sort of idea or or emerge like immerse myself within the community based on um from farming i guess is what i'm trying to say so i th- i think you know going to like the the farmers markets and stuff helped me kind of shed light on a lot of um, neighborhoods that I that I'm selling to, and and getting involved with those communities, and 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 volunteering my time to events that they're doing and stuff like that. So, um, I think I think that's I think I'm making sense, Jake. I'm just, well, so let me tell you. In that case, if it's, if you're talking about the farm, yeah. then let's focus on that. I I let me tell you about an experience that I had when I started my business that I think maybe is what you need to go through yeah. with this farm. So I started the business because I had this technical skill and because I understood a lot about various um, computer algorithms to do with geographic information systems and to do with predicting pedestrian flows and, and to do with uh, visualizing data and a whole lot of stuff that was sort of all kind of linked together um, but all quite technical and not very specific. And when we started the business, um, we had lots of ideas about 
creating a software as a service model of using geographic information systems for urban development. And it was very blurred, right? It was very kind of like, well, we're sort of going to provide technology in some vague way to people involved in urban development in some vague way. Um, but we did have some core skills that were useful in there. And so we got some projects, uh, especially to do with pedestrian flows and to do with uh, observing and predicting foot traffic for urban developments like shopping centers and like transport schemes, traffic schemes. So after a couple of years, we'd had a few projects, but we were really not quite sure what they all added up to or exactly where we were going. And we still had this idea of developing this online application, uh, which was still quite a nebulous idea. It was kind of a, a bit, it was very vague. And I sat down with a friend of mine who was incredibly helpful. Um, he who's basically a management consultant. He came and, and actually paid him to come and help us to really work out what the bloody point of this business was. I mean, that was the thing that we really had to work out. Obviously, we wanted to make money. Obviously, we wanted the business to be successful. And I had some personal goals in terms of what I wanted to do in terms of creating a startup that I could grow and then one day potentially sell. But that's all more like my personal goals. The question was, what was the point of this business? What was what were we actually for? And it took us a lot, like quite a lot of hard thinking to get to a point where we were able to describe it in a way that people could get enthusiastic about it took us ages and it's it sounds like this sounds really stupid now because it sounds fairly simple to say that what we decided we were about was pedestrian movement consulting because that didn't really exist at the time it wasn't really a thing and we wanted to bring science-based methods to turn pedestrian movement into a resource to something that could be managed and modeled and predicted for developers and for transport planners and so forth. And so that was our sell. That was what we were selling was to go to developers and transport planners and say, we have these really cool science-based observational methods and computer simulation and modeling methods that will help you predict whether or not people are going to walk into your shopping center and walk on all levels or walk in the right places in your, in your new street intersection and so forth. And, that then gave us this framework for finding purpose in what we're doing because when you look at the way that streets and shopping centers and lots of other types of urban developments are designed, they're terrible for pedestrian movement. They're designed really badly. So basically what we were about was making better environments for people, which actually really makes a difference in quality of life. It makes a huge difference in terms of how much people benefit. And that's something that could give everyone involved in the business a sense that, all right, we're doing something meaningful here. We're doing something that has clear value to the people who are buying it, the developers, because they want to know, are they going to have enough people to support the shops in their new development? Are they going to have enough people to make this financially viable? So they're willing to get to pay for us to um, to do this work because this is a really vital business question for them. And also, in a wider sense, this is worth doing because we're actually creating better environments for people. This is something that is, is making a better place for people and it's going to be safer and it's going to be more enjoyable and it's going to mean that cities are more human scaled, more humane and easier to walk around. And so there's all these benefits in terms of feeling that, okay, this is a worthwhile thing to do. 
And it gave us a sense that, all right, we, we're doing this. We want to be successful. We want to be commercially successful. And we also are on a mission. We really are serious about what we're doing because it's good work that we feel like has a, a good reason behind it. That's something that if you, if you can find a way to think about your farm and think about like, okay, well, what is the point of this? Why are you doing this farm? What What's different about this farm? You know, obviously what to use a, uh, a, something that you'll be very familiar with from sales, what is your unique selling point? And not only what is your unique selling point, but how can you find that unique selling point in a way that you can really feel enthusiastic about, that you can feel like this is different. I'm doing this because nobody else is doing this because this is a really important thing to do because I believe in it, right? I mean, that's really what people want in terms of finding purpose in business, especially. They want to be able to believe in what they're doing. And that includes you, the entrepreneur, but also anybody in your supply chain, anybody who works with you, your customers, they want to believe that this is a worthwhile venture. And you're the one who gets to define something that they can believe in. So that's what you need to find is that message for yourself and for everyone else about why this is so important, this farm. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I think and I think it's something that I'm probably already acting out, but I think I need to bring some words to it just for my own sanity. And then I think, too, just to, I think, you know, make sure Rich and I stay on the same page and make sure that, you know. Um, Who's Rich? Is that, is that your business partner? Yeah, he's my, my farm manager. So he's like, right. he, he came and um, I was already I was already doing the business and I, I brought him in because it was kind I of, remember you talked about him last time we talked. Yeah. 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 I, I brought, yeah, I'd brought him in because, uh, he was, I, Kevin Geary said I had the opposite problem of the e-myth. Like I knew how to do sales and everything. It was just, I, I wasn't a good pie maker. It was kind of like, I knew how to run a business and I knew how to get sales. It was like the production part of the farm. I was really struggling with like the Right. And so, um, so that, that's, that, he's here to focus on that and i think you know him and i we, you know i we 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 talk quite a bit about um making you know making a difference in our community with this business and i think that's that's it's kind of along the lines i mean for me it's it's about bringing you know bringing restaurants and 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 even like just normal customers like uh uh, nutrient dense food. And I think that's, that's, what's important to me is, you know, having, let, helping people get a better relationship with their food, like knowing when stuff's in season, when stuff isn't in season. And, and, uh, and I think too, being able to, to provide, um, just even, and I think it's, it's kind of just the direction the business is going in is working with other farmers and providing restaurants that I sell to, you know, great sources, great local sources of ingredients. Um, and I think it, you know, it keeps the chefs inspired. It keeps the, those restaurants, um, you know, on the kind of, you know, Columbus is a pretty big foodie town at this point. Like we're one of the number one test markets for food. So it keeps, you know, keeps the restaurants I'm selling to relevant and everything else like that. I think it's, you know, I think that's, that's definitely, um, it's, it, I haven't really thought of what, what is the purpose of my business? And I, and I think, I, I think about it in my head and when I'm putting it into action, I mean, it's been like, it's, I've been really driven to, you know, drive the, the income of the business, but I, I haven't really 
spoken out loud why why i'm farming and people ask me like why did you you know how did you get started it's like man it kind of found me and and so i think it's um yeah i I definitely think because my why i started farming is is definitely different than why i continued and i think focusing on what i continued and really hashing that out on on with a pen and paper i think would be beneficial for me in my focus and in in how I'm, i'm building this business right you know i can tell when you talk about it i think you are in a very similar stage like i know exactly how you feel because when this friend of mine came to uh to talk to us about okay so what's the point of the business what what what's you know what are you all about we talked about stuff very technically and we talked about our very specific technical expertise and stuff and you know that it's hard for anyone to get passionate about a technical explanation and when you say providing nutrient dense food like i understand what you mean right yeah yeah <laughs> it's yeah. not it's not something that's going to you know make me want to man the barricades do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like, yeah it's, it's... so you you've got to find a way uh, to talk about this and to condense what it is that you're doing in a way that if you talk to any of these chefs or anyone in a restaurant or any of your friends or any of your relatives that you can talk about it in a way that they go, Oh yeah, right. I, yeah, totally. That, that makes a lot of sense that it is something that, that anybody can understand so simple and so easy to understand that, you know, anybody can, can grasp like, this is why this business exists. And I don't know whether that like uh, that could be anything. It could be that this is business exists because in Columbus, nobody else is bringing fresh produce to like uh, right to your door. I, I've like, oh, you, as you can tell, I know nothing about this business whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Like it, you've got to find you've got to find something that makes sense that like, OK, that's what we do. And that's what makes us special. Yeah, I think I. I... And I think it's 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 probably easy to do. I just have to sit it down and figure out what what is it that I do. I mean, I it's sell- actually in my experience, it's really hard. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm I don't want to like I probably shouldn't say that because when you tell someone something somebody something's hard, then it doesn't actually help them <laughs> to, to do it. <laughs> if you go in thinking it's hard, but all I'm saying is if you sit down for ten minutes, don't come up with something really. That, that's really inspiring then don't don't uh, beat yourself up because i found it i personally found it quite difficult to condense this into a message that really could be something that other people could get enthusiastic about it's hard i mean obviously if it was easy then it'd be a lot easier to to start businesses that people could really feel enthusiastic about you know yeah absolutely i think i think people think it's cool what i do and i think i've been really relying on it's kind of like hip and cool factor because you know we're in a we're in a depressed urban environment um and there's you know it it, you wouldn't expect that that high quality food is coming from where it's coming from within the city and i think people people think it's cool and they get behind you know because we're essentially the idea is that we're we're flipping this uh we're starting to to try to flip this community just by, you know, having a farm and, and putting beautiful flowers in the alley and stuff like that. And, and it's, it's much more, you know, this business, it's, it's much more about um, where it is and, and where it sells to, I think, are very tied together. 
um, in the sense that, you know, I, I can provide a really quick, you know, a, a great local source of food and uh, um, of high quality food, which I just sell microgreens. But, you know, their chefs are getting pretty creative and they add a lot to the dishes that they put them on because of the flavor um, and, you know, the, the intensity. But again, this is this is still very technical. And I think it's, you know, really do need to focus. So when do you, when did, when was it most effective for you to kind of hash this stuff out? I, you know, somebody had told me, you know, kind of like, cause what I'll do in the mornings is just, um, mainly now, especially just dealing with, uh, getting older and my keeping my body limber is I'll do like some, some morning yoga and kind of like stretching routine. And then I'll, I'll meditate with headspace a little bit. And I feel like after then would be like a good time to kind of take a pen and paper and hash out some ideas. When do you like kind of find it um, the best time for you to write and kind of think about to, to, to kind of hash out ideas like this? When was it kind of best for you? Well, we, we worked on this completely intensely nonstop for, I think, I mean, this wasn't just like the purpose, but total like reassessment of the whole business. We just stopped everything for two weeks when uh, this friend of mine came over from Germany and we basically worked on nothing else except, okay, let's do a completely new uh, business plan and work out what the hell we're doing. And we worked on it intensely for two weeks. And that means that we just worked really long hours every day. And I thought about it all the time and it was, uh, excruciatingly <laughs> difficult um, because we were also looking at obviously looking at um, assessing the uh, the margins on on all of the projects that we'd done and working out like what we are making money on or losing money on and and various other things so it wasn't just like working on on this sort of mission statement but that was a very core part of it because we had to decide well, what are we continuing to do and what are we stopping doing and so, for example, after this two-week period, we stopped all software development on the on the web-based thing, and we just let that go. And it's like, okay, that's not what we're doing anymore. We're a consulting business. That's just a waste of time. It's not what we're about. Now we're going to do. Uh, we're going to focus completely on being the most unbelievable kick-ass consulting business that we can be. We're not going to try and create software that people are going to log into as our clients and so forth. The software will just be internal um, that we use ourselves. So. Like there was a, a a process in that two weeks period where we went through and we just reassessed the whole business, and at the end of it, we decided a whole bunch of stuff um, that that really changed the course of what we did. So we stopped doing some things and we started doing other things, and we put in in place um, uh, procedures to track what we were doing and so forth. But most importantly, I think, as I say, we decided why we were doing the business and what the point was. Sorry about my notifications going off. It's okay. We we only got we just got a little bit of time. I uh um yeah, I know you're a busy guy, bud. I'm not I'm no, not offended. No, <laughs> <laughs> I got I'll uh, I turn on the do not disturb now, so that should uh, should quieten it down. Um yeah, so um so that was that was what it was for me. Like I, I again, you you'll have to decide how to do this, but for me it was like pulling on doing a massive handbrake stop you know like just completely stopping the, the business and uh and then just like working okay what the hell are we doing and then we kind of started again whereas it sounds like you're viewing this more of a kind of like 
let me have a mull this over and over the coming weeks and, and think it through, which you can totally do it that way too. I'm just saying like, yeah. this is what, this is the way we did it. It was like, okay, what the fuck is this for? Huh. Let's, let's get to the bottom of it right now. And you guys are already, you guys were already making money at the time. Like you guys were already in the, the thick of the business and it was, it was growing, but okay. What, what do we focus Yeah, so we on? were, this was two years in okay. and we'd had like a, a really slow start, uh, got virtually no, uh, no money in the first year. Then in the second year, we got a huge project and uh, loads of money and suddenly that project finished and it was like, okay, well now what the hell do we do? Because we hadn't done a lot of sales in the meantime. And so we, we did have ongoing work, but we also were coming to the end of a lot of work and we knew that we were going to have problems because we hadn't, we didn't have everything in place to, to get more work. And we also weren't really sure like where we were supposed to be looking for work. So that was the stage that we were at. How long have you been going now? Uh, it's my, we just finished, um, the second farmer's market season and, but mainly so well, this was interesting. So going into last season, I only had three restaurants I was selling to. And then once farmer's markets ended, because it was like when I right when my unemployment ran out was farmer's market season. So I just dove in and was hustling. You know, then we, we went to the drawing board and we cut out a lot of crops um, and really just kind of doubled down on microgreens because that's what was it was the easiest to get into restaurants. And now I have all these restaurant customers and we're almost, I almost had, I'm almost at full capacity for in grow, indoor growing space. I can build two more shelves. And, um, I think right now our capacity is, um, a hundred, let's see, is it a hundred trays? No, it's like, um, I think it's just under a hundred trays a week is our capacity and we can get up to about 144. Now I have to I have to get another shelf and, and get that going. I mean, the business is, is growing well because I, I really kind of doubled down on restaurant sales. Um, and now I'm and even spread out amongst, you know, what businesses I'm selling to because there's like some restaurant tours that own multiple restaurants and, and they, you know, and so it's, um, it's, it's, it's all going well, I think, you know, but it's still, um, there's still kind of a, a an aspect of, you know, I, a part of me really wants to remain private even with my business, even though it's like, you know, people, I feel like people are a little over the top these days with online social media marketing. So mm. all, all my stuff's been, you know, I don't have a website, um, but people are finding me just through my Google places thing for my business. And uh, this article just came out about me recently. And so there's, 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 I kind of feel like these opportunities are opening up with the business um, and I, and I'm, and I, and I want to be creative with how, how this grows and using, I'm kind of using value adds with using other farmers. Cause I'll, I'll bring other farmers in and produce relationships for those farmers in these restaurants because they grow different stuff than me, but it's, you know, it's kind of the same, they, they grow food with the same values. Like they're not using chemicals. It's all soil grown food. Um, you know, soil grown and chemical free is, is kind of like the marketing slogans I use. Um, but you know, there, I just feel like there's a sense of, you know, there, there is a sense of community aspect that I want to be tied into this business. I think it's like, cause it, I feel like my farm is, is kind of a ground up innovation type thing because it's, you know, we don't, I don't have a lot of space and if we can produce a lot of food and 
like high high end crop foods like high high basically high dollar value crops in a very small space i feel like that's kind of the idea with with my businesses i i want it to be it might seem kind of teenagerish but i want it to kind of be sub- subversive and disruptive to the food system to the current food system and it's just it was just kind of a way like for me to to really make use my values and kind of keep my values in my own back pocket but still make an economic a local economic difference um yeah i i think you know if you i i can tell it's when you say it maybe it sounds a bit teenagerish that it's obviously there are things in there that you feel are important but you're not being very overt about yet and i would encourage you to really uh even though it will be more vulnerable to express it in the terms that you think are, are more meaningful to you, I would encourage you to try and get to some clearer expression of what all that is about. Especially that you said the the stuff about um, you know being involved in the community and the stuff about subverting the the way that food's currently done. That's that sounds interesting to me. Like I don't know what that means. And you need to get to a point where you can explain it in three words. So it's like, so it's super simple to understand. But that's the kind of thing where you're saying we want to do things differently and we want to make a difference in this community. That's the kind of thing that people can get excited about. So that's what you need to try and find a way to express and and put together so that you and the people that you work with are all thinking like this is a this is really meaningful what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think. uh I think I think you got me on to something, Jake, and I, uh, <laughs> I appreciate you taking time again. I feel like you and I, we record, I think we recorded like four times, and yeah. uh, I feel like I always get something out of it, and I always feel like I want to, I take like a year or so to try to apply what we talk about from these conversations, and then always come back uh, and, and have you on. For listeners, if you don't listen to Jake's show, it's 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 very good. He's wrote two very good books, too, that really helped me when I was still in the rat race and trying to get to, I think just kind of the mindset standpoint of what it takes to be an entrepreneur on job. And, uh, your most recent book, I think is, it was, was great for that. You, you have aggressive savings, people, people that took different strategies with aggressive saving or, um, on jobbing or, or as what you did was just become an entrepreneur and work your butt off for, for a few years, sell your company and work there. So, I'll have links in the show notes for our previous shows and also for Jake's show. Um, Jake, anything else you want to promote before we kind of wrap things up here? No, that's it. You can find it all at thevoluntarylife.com as well. And um, yeah, thanks, Drew. It was, it was fun chatting to you. Excellent, excellent. Well, thanks for coming on again. And guys, thanks again for tuning in.